the devil meant for evil. I only had two beams to replace. I'm getting my whole pergola replaced free. Steve? Yep. Just like to share something with everyone. Um, I've been a Christian for a long time, probably 20 years. Um, we're just we're just going through the process of moving house, and uh, a whole lot of stuff's been going on. And um, kind of ashamed to say that I've I've I'd lost the pot a bit. Was really starting to panic about everything, and. Um, I think it was Wednesday night I came out of the bedroom and sat down in the lounge room and started to pray. And I picked up the daily devotion. And the very first thing that I read was footprints. And the Lord, and the Lord said, my, my son, I, I would never leave you nor, 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 nor forsake you. Where you saw that one set of footprints... That was where I carried you. And I thought, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. So it's brought everything back into end of perspective. <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, what I'm going to share really ties in with everything we've been talking about and singing this morning. And God gave me some scriptures quite a while ago um, and I just kind of put them aside really and um, um, and just recently the last few weeks I've been going through some really really hard stuff and I guess taking my eyes off Jesus a bit and just putting them on my circumstances and my feelings and you know our feelings lie to us <laughs> they can often be quite negative and but they're not God's best for us um, you know, Isaiah 61 says, God gives us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise, we've got to put it on like a garment. We've got to choose it. Um, we've got to wear it. And, and don't take it off. Leave it on. <laughs> um, We've got to choose to praise him in spite of our circumstances, in spite of our feelings. Um, and, you know, when he tells us to do something in Scripture, it's not a suggestion, it's a command. <laughs> he doesn't just make suggestions for us, oh, you can do this, or, you, or it's optional. If he tells you to do something, we've got to do it. Um, and in Hebrews it says, Through him continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. In Habakkuk it says, you know, like it, all the stuff was going on, there was no cattle in the stalls, everything was, had gone bad. But Habakkuk said, Yet I will exult in the Lord, I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. So despite what is going on around us, we've got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and, and worship and praise him. He's teaching me to worship him more, to praise him more, to, to thank him more. I've been pretty slack in that area, to be honest. I've been trying to struggle through by myself, and he's telling me to worship, just worship no matter what. And then the peace and the joy will follow. Um, 
You know, he's teaching us to praise him no matter what. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter who's hurt you, how um, heavy things are. I've had this real heaviness in my body um, because of emotional turmoil, but we've got to keep our eyes on him and worship him no matter what's going on. First Thessalonians says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We'll get the Tamworth team up here in a minute. Yep. After me. Yep. Yes, I'm just here to encourage each and every one of you. Um, just as lately, there's been people, different ones have come to you know, I've talked to and said that they didn't feel they were good enough to be here. Well, I'll tell you, every one of us, if you belong here to this church, you all belong here and every one of you have a part to play. And I just wanted to encourage you to say, you are all good enough to be here. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep going, Sylvia. Woo! Preacher woman. Yeah, that's good. I like that, Sylvia. Good morning. While Tim was away with the team to Tamworth, I took Team Bruce to Gold Coast, where I actually spoke in two churches, one Saturday morning and one Sunday morning. The Saturday morning church is a church of fivefold ministry. Apostles, prophets, and you name it. And it's a bit headbanging to go there. It's kind of like, where do I fit in? But it doesn't matter where we are in the walk with God, what the gifting God has given us. We still need encouragement. God was. So gracious to me, he gave me a message that blessed them, I think. At least they didn't throw me out. At the end of the message, there was um, a period of healing. One lady was a total mess. Uh, I don't know that she was a regular, but she was walking with a wheeler, if you can call it walking. All sorts of problems. And when I'd finished praying for her, she got up and she walked out the back to go to uh, supper, uh, morning tea. And people around are saying, look at her. Look at the difference. God has done a work in her. Another man had his prostate repaired. And there were two or three of this ministry who came to seek me to pray that the borders of their faith, of their faith would be broken. That everything that restricted their walk with God would be broken. So the encouragement for me is that it doesn't matter who we are or what we are. There's always another step. There's always something that limits us and we need to break it. The church on Sunday morning is a fledgling church. Second week, uh, started by two ladies from the uh, Torres Strait. And um, God led me to speak to them about things, some of the pitfalls, some of the needs of establishing a church. And at the end of that, again, there was healing prayer. One lady had 
sore back and legs for something like seven years. Within about a minute she was walking free like she'd never done before. And I was also unable to uh, pray healing anointing upon that team. And they're just looking forward to getting into the streets and, and praying for people. And they're in the middle of, of um, Kingston in, in Brisbane, so it's a fairly poor area. And I know that they will do a great job there. Thank you. Come on, let's praise Jesus. Amen. Praise Jesus. He is worthy. Was there a last one before we went over? Coral, you got something? Yeah. Yeah, it's just simple. Um, God has been emphasising to me um, over and over about um, he cares and he sustains. And I, I just see that he does care for each one, one of us, no matter where we are. He just cares and he's um, just continued to sustain us. And I just give him the glory for that. Amen. Okay, so we're going to share from... Oh. Oh, I just wanted to share with you. I actually shared with the ladies on Wednesday, so you can close your ears. You don't have to listen again. <laughs> um, but um, after um, Brooke um, spoke to us last week, um, there was one thing that really stood out in her message for us, and that was that God took Pharaoh's daughter after she had gone down to the river and she had seen and had compassion on this Hebrew baby that had been put into the river and decided that she was going to save it and take it home and raise it in the palace as the prince against her father's commands. I thought, wow, you know, that was pretty breathtaking. But then to read in First Chronicles um, 4.18, I think it was, um, that God actually um, renamed her, gave her a new name, which means daughter of Pharaoh, and um, no, not daughter of Pharaoh. Her name, she was daughter of Pharaoh. Bithra, well, there's several um, ways of spelling it or saying it too, apparently, or yeah, but it means um, daughter of God, and that not only that, but she married into um, the family of God, into the family of Judah, and her sons are in the, the line of Jesus. And I thought, you know, I was thinking about it and thinking about it, and, you know, I have not been able to get over the fact, and I've seen it several times this week, now that my eyes are opened, and I hope yours will be too, that you will actually see it too. God never lets an act of compassion go unrewarded. Not that I expect you're going to do it to be rewarded, but notice it. He is so faithful. It's lovely. Amen. So, um, yeah, we did. We took off to Tamworth last week. So uh, we just wanted, to, I just wanted to get these guys to share something from their perspective. We were really blessed. You know, when we get, like when someone goes out, it's, we don't just go out on ourselves. It's, there's something spiritually that takes place when you go out from somewhere and you are supported and prayed for. So it's like we all go together. So therefore, it's really important to hear that. Basically, from my perspective, um, when we got there on the Friday night, um, it just felt like 
the church was almost going to close. Like it just, there was this lack of hope. There was a small number. It was just a lack of hope. And by the time we left them Sunday night, there was a new birth. There was total transformation. People's lives had been um, changed. Situations had been transformed. And, you know, Jesus was very much ministering in the midst of that fellowship. So what stood out to you or what do you want to share? Georgie's going to go first because she loves because she loves microphones. <laughs> hey guys, oh okay. <laughs> um, it was amazing. Um, yeah, the people there are just beautiful, and they just what stood out to me the most is that they were hungry, and hungry for Jesus, and that allowed their hearts to be open to what Jesus wanted to do (laughs) um yeah and it was just yeah we have gained relationships from going there and um we've made some friends and um with these guys as well and we didn't really know these guys very well and getting to know Tim more and um it was just an awesome experience all around and yeah I don't know what else (laughs) yeah it was um it was fantastic hey we sort of, um, big 12-hour trip down, broken up in two days, and yeah, just um, the fellowship we got to have with Tim on the way down was, yeah, you just don't get 12 hours locked in a car with him, and he's, um, he's amazing. He's more amazing than, um, he's just amazing, he's a good guy, um, and yeah, if I loved him that much, then I'd love him that much more now, so he's, um, it was a pleasure, a pleasure to be invited, oh, don't look at me like that, you're, you're a good man, is what I'm saying. And, um, yeah, we got down there and, yeah, the church was not doing well. Um, you could really sense um, division and, and just a lot of yucky stuff. And um, when we left, people, the, just one lady just rolling on the ground, just the, the joy of the Lord just hit her. No one prayed for anything. She's just rolling, just rolling. We had one woman crawl up to give a communion message. And she could barely speak, just... The joy of the Lord came back to a broken and dead place um, where, where words of um, pressure, I guess words of pressure had been put on people and um, all that type of stuff. And when that was removed, just freedom hit the, hit the place. And I, I must say, um, I did not necessarily go down in the greatest frame of mind. A lot of stuff's happened in my life. In the last two weeks, I've, one of my utes sort of thought blew up. The car, Georgie's car, I thought blew up. My tractor has definitely blown up. Um, our car got broken into while we were down there. Um, and I lost uh, my main worker. And I'm just like, oh, let's hear it for Jesus. God is good. My life's falling apart and I want to cry all the time. <laughs> um, so I, I just, I, yeah, just went down broken. It was um, horrible and wonderful. Um, but in it all, I met this, this man and this lovely lady, Haley, and um, Gav came up to me and just gave me a big hug and he was awesome. But then he offered to help me out. And I can honestly say that if he hadn't have helped me out, I might have had a nervous breakdown. Um, <laughs> so out of it all, 
we definitely blessed a church that um, was struggling. And, but out of it, um, as though I'm, I'm still in a bad place, but Gavin, just what he's done for me, he's only worked two days and he survived, um, it's cha- changed my life because, yeah, it's been a struggle. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to say next, but, like, God's good, even when life is not. And as though it's hard to say that sometimes, um, being open and honest, confessing your faults one with another is the quickest way to freedom and healing. And the more we hold on to stuff, I like at this church, they held on to stuff that just wasn't them. And the more we release that into the the Father's arms, the more freedom and truth is revealed in us through Christ Jesus. And so I'm going to shut up now. But yeah. Um, yeah, we went down. We went a little bit earlier. We we had a bit of time, so we we spent a week to go down there. Um, when it was starting to rain, so. We were in a, in a rooftop tent and lots of rain around and <laughs> probably not the most pleasant of, of um, experiences, but, but, um, but yeah, we had a close shave going through there. Our holiday was nearly, was nearly wrecked before we even got there, but when we got to Tamworth, it was just, um, as Tim said, we walked in there Friday night and for those that know me, my heart is worship and I love to worship and... And you see a group of probably 30-odd people and, um, and they were just, that was literally their worship was that they were just broken. They were just hopeless. They were just, you couldn't get a clap. You couldn't encourage a clap. You couldn't do. Um, by the time we left on Sunday night, there was, everybody was clapping. There were banners. There was there was dancing, there was, there was just the Holy Spirit um, just moved throughout the whole building, throughout the whole building. There was just, as, as um, Jason said, there was just, there was people drunk in the Spirit. And when I was talking, and Saturday night, um, I, was a, I was catcher. There was three people praying, and I'm catching, and I'm looking... And it was just literally, it was like an emergency ward in a hospital. There was just people everywhere. I'm looking, where can I go now? Where's the space, the spare space? And I'm just, and I'm looking around. Oh, they're wobbling. I'll go over here. They go over here. And it's just, yeah, it was just crazy. But the spirit was just moving. And it would be just, lady was just standing there. Tim did a blessing on Sunday night and blessed everybody in the room. And Tim had moved and he moved on to a couple of people. And all of a sudden she's just... She was just drunk in the spirit and she was on the ground and she was laughing and she's, she laughed, got to be a good five minutes. She was just laughing and it's just, it was just amazing to see the difference in these group of people over the, over the weekend, one, one weekend. Um, as Jason said, we might have blessed them but I believe they blessed us as well. It was just amazing to see how great God is and, and how the Holy Spirit works and just transforms lives um sunday saturday night sunday morning you know there was there was people out there taking notes 
they were jotting down notes and they were recording, they were listening to, to what was being said and, and, uh, and whereas when we got there Friday night, there was just nothing, it was just sitting there, what are these people? Um, it was just awesome. It was just, a, it was just an amazing experience. Um, God parted the waters for us on our way home because <laughs> the, um, the rain came in and it was just everywhere, every direction we wanted to go. We, we planned to take another week to come home again, but no matter which direction you wanted out of there, there was flooding, there was, there was water, there was just rain everywhere. So we, we did the runner and... and um, we drove back in the in the one day, and as we left there, we got to just into we hadn't even got to the New South Wales border, and Tamworth was declared a flood flood zone, and Tenderfield and all these places. The next day, they were all so as we as we were going forward, it's just like God just parted the the waters for us, so we got a clear run. It wasn't until beginning, I suppose, when it started to when it, when it started to stop raining, but but it was um it was great. It was good to see the rain. Praise Lord. I'd like to mention a couple of things, one being the close shave that we had on the way to Tamworth. We shouldn't have got there. We're driving down the old Grafton Road, only doing 30 kilometres an hour, but there was oil on the road. We should have hit two trees and gone over an, over an embankment on the side of this range. Jesus was there to stop that happening. Yeah, so. The other thing, when we have our visiting ministry in May with Jenny and Wes who are coming, Gavin and I sat in on her workshop on Saturday afternoon, which was amazing. It was about how to reach people out in the community and dreams and interpretation and things that they've done in their life. I won't share too much other than we had an experience of praying into peace and she gave us these strategies to use which I used on the Saturday night and being of a certain age I don't sleep well now but that night I slept from I think it was 9.30 till 4, went back to sleep and didn't wake up till quarter past 7. So that is really good when normally I'm waking up two to three times a night. So thank you Jesus. You know, one of the things that um, was shown to me is that, you know, the title of the weekend was called Transformation. And, you know, everything that, that the Lord did through that time actually brought transformation. Even that lady that I prayed a blessing on, on her and then she was on the ground and she was laughing for at least five, if not ten minutes, I think. She said to me, she said to me, she came up to me afterwards, you know, because I always think, you know, it's not about an experience, but it's about what Jesus is doing in, in that experience. Amen. She said, you know, I have carried so much stuff over these last few months. This, this is happening in my family and this is happening in my family and this is happening. And I've just been carrying all this stuff. And in that moment when the Holy Spirit just touched me, I released everything back to Jesus again. And I just began to laugh and I just began to laugh. And, you know, so that was a transformational thing for her. You know, we prayed for the leadership there because, you know, the... It never ceases to amaze me that the prophetic ministry has been one of the ministries that has had the most teaching in the church over the last 20 or 30 years, yet there's still such an immaturity and a lack of understanding about the prophetic. And we have to be so careful that we don't presume or assume. You know, one of the things that I had to do was to actually um, release some stuff that had been prophesied over this couple and release them back into the plans and purposes of God. 
you know, and the transformation of this couple within the space of 24 hours, you wouldn't even recognise them. They were back functioning and flowing in their gifts, whereas before there was just this heaviness and a burden that they couldn't, that they couldn't carry, you know. It was, it was unbelievable. So, you know, um, Jesus is changing lives. And I think to myself as we, you know, as we were driving back and we had, you know, such a blessed time and, man, their kids were so good. Where, where are they? Are they out there? They're outside playing. They were so good. Hey, imagine driving back in a car 12 hours straight. They were so good. Um, you know, is that God wants to do more here, hey? We have to be really careful that we don't get to a place of where we're, you know, thankful and content. But we want to allow the Holy Spirit to stir up a discontent. And it's okay to be discontent when the Holy Spirit is stirring you up. You know, it's not discontent like in a human fleshly way where, you, you know, you just want a bigger house and a bigger car and all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about the fact that Jesus wants to change lives in this community more and more and more. And he is looking for men, women and children who are willing to stand for him. Amen. You know, and so we want a whole, you know, just we want the Holy Spirit to be stirring up in us, believing for greater things. Because, you know, you know, like it's great to go away and bless other people. And believe me, they, they needed to be blessed and they needed to be encouraged. But you come back and go, Jesus, do it here. Jesus, do it here. And we were all really blessed um, because um, it was a largely indigenous church and we were so blessed to have fellowship with them. You know, we, we are one in Jesus and that's what they were declaring. We are one in Christ. Christ, we are one together. And they prayed for us and blessed us because, you know, we, I suppose we can let the cat out of the bag a little bit that at some stage this year, probably in August, there's going to be a team from Restoration Centre go to the heart of the nation in Alice Springs. And so they prayed for us and blessed us to actually take the heart of the Father into the heart of the nation. And so we're going to see what God is, God is going to do with that. So we were really, really blessed by that. Amen? So, you know, God is at work. You know, be encouraged. You know, and just, you know, make sure you have people around you that can encourage you and speak into your life. Because the enemy doesn't bring any, any new tricks. He still seeks to discourage you. He still seeks to divide you and he still seeks to deceive you. That's about it. So make sure that you have people in your life that you can spend time with and talk about Jesus together and pray for one another. Amen. We were never meant to be an island. Can I say one last thing? Hey, we were driving back in the car on Monday, the, the, the three of us. Poor old Gavin and Haley's car broke down twice on the way back. But by the time we got to Bingerton, they were only five minutes behind us. So work that out. Like, and no, I wasn't driving slow. So how fast were you driving? <laughs> nah. But we were listening to the three speakers who shared last week. We were listening to Matt. We were listening to Tom and we were listening to Brooke. And I've got to say... Yeah, it was amazing. Brooke, Maddie and Tom had this man bawling his eyes out and he was so, so proud, like a proud father and he was just beside himself. It was an amazing message, Matt. Amazing. All, all you guys who spoke just blew our socks off. We were in the car. Yeah. We were in the car after 
a wonderful weekend of preaching and we just could not get enough of your messages and it was just fantastic yeah thanks guys it's awesome We're going to close a little bit differently today. We're going to close with a new song that we are premiering today. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But I, but I just want to say this, like, you know, the three of them last Sunday, you know, and everything else that took place, because obviously we weren't here, we didn't know what else was going on. Liz took Impact on Wednesday night. She did a fantastic job in leading Impact on Wednesday night. You just look around. You just look around and as Sylvia was saying, you know, there is so much treasure within each and every one and the enemy wants to make you feel like you're not worthy. The enemy wants to make you feel like you've got nothing to offer but there's so much treasure. There is a real battle over the release of the body of Christ because the enemy knows that when people start to understand that I have something to give, that I actually have something to offer, that I actually am in Christ and my life actually matters and I can make it count, he knows that that territory is going to be taken. So we, I want to encourage you to continue to step in God, to, to arise in Christ and be all that God wants you to be. The fullness of His presence, the fullness of His Spirit, the fullness of His gifts at work in you and through you. Amen? Turn and look at the person next to you. Just bless them. Just call forth the gift of God within them. Call forth the gift of God within them. The gifts of God within them. Just bless them. What a blessing it is. We want to see the fullness. We want to see the fullness of body ministry released. Amen. Amen. Krista, come on. <clears throat> so, you know, let me just read. I'll read a verse of scripture before we close. Is that okay? Oh, no. I've just had a sense all morning that um, God wants to say to us, what did the devil say to Adam and Eve in the garden? Did God really say? Did God really say? Did God really say? And we've got to be people who say, yes, God really said. To me, God really said that. So get out. Okay. Thanks, Dad. You know, it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, it says about brotherly love, you don't need me to write to you because you, are, you yourselves are being taught by God to love one another. And that is the key in that, the word being. You know, you are being taught by God to love one another. We have not arrived. In fact, I have a sense in the spirit that God wants us to understand family more. He wants to under, us to understand his love more because, you know, one of the things that he's been speaking about for years is that this move of God would be a love revival. It would be based on the love of God and all the gifts and everything that flows from that would come out of a place of love. Amen. So I just want to encourage you, love one another more, you know, you know, and that's, and we've got to understand that love is not a feeling. It's a verb. It's agape. It's a choice. For God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus so loved that he laid down his life. 
And he says, you lay down your life for your brothers and sisters as well. So, you know, just pray that God would continue to teach us more how to love one another and to love other people supernaturally, naturally, (laughs) who come across our path every week. Amen. You know, as you continue to come before God and say, God, here I am, have your way in me, his spirit will move through you and continue to move through you. A few weeks ago, the Lord said to me about being a cradle for his glory. Do we remember that? It's been a phrase that I just can't get rid of, a cradle for his glory. And then I found the verse in scripture in Ephesians 2 about being knit together to be a holy temple for the dwelling place of God's presence. We are living stones being knit together and God is wanting to knit us together to be a cradle for his glory. Amen. And Steve kind of like does like how he does. He goes, you should write a song about that. And I went, oh yeah. Well then like a few days later I was sitting in my lounge room and I just got this download of a song called A Cradle for His Glory. And I was kind of a bit busy and I was kind of going to Tamworth and so I handballed it to my beautiful daughter-in-law and said, why don't you do something with this song that God gave me? So we're going to sing it today. We've got the words up there. Where's Daniel? Somebody? Thanks, buddy. Because I really believe it's the heart of God. This is not just a song. It's actually a prophetic song because it carries the heartbeat of God for this moment. Uh, we, are, we are okay with that? So we're going to...